You guys doing all right today? Man, it is really, really good to see you guys. Uh, I'm excited. Man, I always like the, I always like the second service because you guys are a little bit more exciting. We got some horrible people in the first worship. Just kidding, of course. I am, uh, man, it was, it was really, really cold this week. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if you guys heard me, but I said it was really, really cold this week. It was so cold that I dropped my comb, and when I went to pick it up, its teeth were chattering. That's pretty cold, isn't it? It was so cold that I saw two dogs trying to jumpstart a rabbit. It was so cold that in my neighborhood, to keep warm, the dogs were rearing the cats. Uh, those are corny jokes, aren't they? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, any more of this corn, and I'm stocking out of here. Get it? Get it? Corn stuff. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Hey, um, I am very, very thankful for our first impressions team or our host team, the people that take care of our grounds and, and the guys in the parking lot. They got here early this morning, scraped away a bunch of snow and ice and put salt down and, and just made it so when you walked up here, you just didn't slip and slide and put rugs down in, in, in the foyer and made it all nice and warm and our, our coffee bar and all that. Didn't they do a good job this morning? Can we just, yeah. We have people all over the church house that serve every single Sunday, some, somewhere between 30 and 50 people. They just make it a, a, a way where you can come and worship and be comfortable and not worry about kids, not worry about what everything. Somebody has to fill that coffee maker every single Sunday. Somebody has to, uh, usually people bring muffins for the, the volunteers and whatnot. So, man, I'm, I'm very, very happy for that team. Well, let's dive into this. I've got a lot to cover today. Let's kick this off with prayer as we continue this series called I Declare. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. I pray, Lord, that as we begin to declare some things in our lives this brand new year, Lord, we will stand in them and they will be solidified. And I ask, Lord, that you will bless us, Lord. Thank you, for, uh, thank you Lord, because it's cold enough to kill things and bugs, but thank you, Lord, for the warmer weather. We thank you for that. Bless us as we hear today in Christ's name. And everybody said, Amen. look at your neighbor and say, he's about to warm it up in here. We're talking about God, not me. To declare something is a formal statement that we make. It is an explicit announcement to give a clear, detailed image that leads no room for doubt. That is a declaration. In Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, it talks about how we serve a God that declares things over our lives. It says, he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, that is, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on wrote them on two tablets of stone. So we, deserve, we serve a God that declares things into our lives and he writes them down. The Hebrew word for declare means to pronounce. In other words, when we declare something, it means let it be known in front of all of these people. We talked a little bit about that last week, what it is to declare something. Let it be known from this moment on, I declare this in my life. Well, in 2017, as we're on the edge of a brand new year, I thought it would be really important to talk about some of these things. And hopefully, we began to, to declare some things in our, in our lives that we want to see God do in our lives. You believe that? Say amen. amen. When the first thing that we said that we were going to declare is that we are followers of Christ. We talked about that last week. That is the very first thing that we must declare, that I am a follower of 
of Christ. It, just, it doesn't mean that, well, I'm thinking about being a follower of Christ or if things work out or I've been riding the fence. And, or, no, that's not what we said we were going to do. We said that we were going to draw a line in the sand and to declare that we are followers of Christ. Well, if that be the case, I thought it was really, really important that I take a step back and talk about what it is to declare something not just to speak about it, not just to say it out loud, but also to make sure that the things that we declare in our lives are going to come to completion. That we don't just want to speak things. Yes, we want to speak things, but we don't just want to speak things. We want the things that we declare, the things that we decide, or maybe you've resolved for the brand new year. We want to make sure that these things happen because we want 2017 to be the best year of our lives. Amen? Uh, now, it seems like a lot of times we look back on our lives and we say, I remember that season or that year of my life. I remember when I turned 25 or I remember when I first got married. I remember that year when we first had our kids. That was the best time of my life. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live that way where I'm looking back thinking, well, those were the good old days. I want to be making the good old days, don't you? I want every year to be the best year of my life. I want the rest of my life to be the best of my life, don't you? So if that be the case then we need to decide that we're going to do some things and we need to follow those through. So that's why we're talking about declaration. We're not just going to declare something. We're going to lay some things out to make sure that the things that we declare in our lives, they're going to happen. So if that be the case, the first thing that we're going to do to make sure that our declarations are successful, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to speak it out. Everybody say speak it out. That's basically what a declaration is. We declare and speak things out loud. That's, that's why we pray. We pray uh, the word of God. We pray out loud because it is a declaration. If you think about it for a second, when we sing during praise and worship, that is a declaration of our adoration and our praise to God. Amen? That's why when we're, we got people up here and we got them trying to convince you to sing. So you're not standing out there going... You make me brave. You make me brave. No fear can whatever. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> and we got the words up there. We got the words up there so you can declare it on your life. So you, can, so you can speak some declaration. You can talk about how God is powerful in your life. You can talk about how God is moving in your life. And you can talk about how you love and, and how much you praise God. We're, we're putting the words up there so you can declare these things. So you're not out there doing this. And yet some of you are still out there doing that. <laughs> Singing praise and worship is declaration, right? The Bible says that, 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 that our words have power, and that's why we're trying to speak it out. Our words have power, for example, to bring salvation into our lives. In Romans 10 and 9, it says, if you confess with your mouth. In other words, when you speak something, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the, the mouth one confesses and is saved. That's why we pray out loud. That's why when it's time to give our life to Christ, we're not just meditating. Be quiet, I'm meditating. No, you got to speak because our words have power. The Bible talks about the, the spoken word of God, why it's important for us to speak the word of God, because our words have 
power, power even to salvation. So we declare things with our mouth because it has the power to bring salvation. It has the power to bring us what we're believing God to do in our lives. Listen to Proverbs, the 18th chapter and 21st verse. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. In other words, the, thing that, the things that you speak, they are so powerful that they have the ability to be brought into your life by what you say. Isn't that incredible? Why is that? Because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. Our words have power. If you want to know what you're going to be doing this time next year, if you want to know what you're going to be doing in 2018, if you want to know what your life is going to be like within the next five years, pay attention to the things that are coming out of your mouth about your life right now. Because the things that you're saying right now, whether it be life or death, the things that you're saying, you're bringing into your life. You're speaking those things in your life because our words have power. Our declarations have power. And that's why we're telling, our, telling ourselves that we are going to declare because there's power in the things that we say. So let me ask you something. What do you want? What are you believing God to do in your life? Then speak it. Declare it. Well, you don't understand, Travis. My life is bad. We declare some things in faith. A lot of times, our present situation causes us to just describe our situation. Our present situation may be so bad that we're walking around and saying, man, it's, I hate my life. Forget my life. Man, it's terrible. My marriage is bad. My spouse is bad. My kids are animals. Man, don't be speaking that stuff, right? Just because it's true doesn't mean that you need to be walking around describing <laughs> declare some things in your life. Say, man, yeah, it may be bad, but just start speaking it, man. God is going to bring some things into my life. My marriage is going to get better. My kids are going to grow up and get their heads on straight, right? We're going to declare some things. We're going we're, we're to believe that God is going to bring us out of a situation. What happens is when you begin to speak things like that into existence, God begins to turn some things around in your life. Listen, don't just describe things in your life. Change, change things in your life by declaring and speaking some life into your life. Even if that's not the way things are. Because your words have the power to bring change. Your words have the power to bring change and to, to speak life into your dreams, into your marriage, into your relationships, into your career, into your job. Your words have that kind of power. Faith is believing with your heart even though you can't see with your eyes. Are you hearing me? The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't live for God without faith. Well, it just so happens that faith Faith is believing in your heart even though you can't see it with your eyes. And that is a doctrine in the scripture that even though you can't see it, even though you can't feel it, if you'll begin, you can believe it in your heart. And if you really believe it, you can declare it. Amen? You can't believe life while speaking death. That's why we got to change our language. That's why we got to change the words. You can't believe in your heart, you can't believe for life if you're speaking death. You need to change what you're saying. Listen to Joel 3 and 10. It says, let the weak say that I am strong. Is that telling us that if we're weak, we should start lying? 
Let the weak, but they're not. They're not strong. They're weak. Let the weak say that I'm strong. Why is that? Because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Even though you might be weak, even though things might be bad, even though your life might be, maybe you feel like you're living hell on earth. Maybe it's very, very, maybe it's, it's a very, very bad situation. As you begin to speak, you begin to activate the faith that lives around you. You begin to activate what God is about to do in your life. And as you begin to speak it, it brings change. But if you continually speak death, you won't, you won't fulfill the change that God is going to happen or God wants to bring into your life. Amen? Even though your present situation may be bad, you can change your future by presently speaking life into your sentences and your words. Amen? Romans 4 and 17 says, The God, talking about the God that we believe, He gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. He gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In other words, God not only gives life to things that are dead, but he declares that things are going to be what he wants them to be. Think about that for a second. Even though, even though things might be dying, God is a God that declares life in those situations. You're not, you're sick. God declares that you're healed. He calls things as though, he calls things into existence as they will be. And that is the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. We are backed with the power of the Holy Spirit that even though situations may be bad, by our words, we can declare those. Because our example is God. We can declare life into dead situations. I believe that there are some things that you might have given up on. There might be some things in your life. Maybe, maybe 2016, a lot of things died in your life. But God can bring life to those situations. And you can call into existence those things that you're believing God for. Amen? So declare it. The next thing that we're going to do, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to speak it out. But to experience a successful declaration in 2017, we're not only going to speak it out, we're going to write it out. Everybody say write it out. Habakkuk, the second chapter, and the second verse says, write the vision. Everybody say write it down. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. I want to strongly recommend that if you don't have a journal or if you don't have a way to write things down, at least write down the things that you're declaring in your life over the next few weeks. If it's worth remembering, it's worth writing, right? If you're going to experience change, if you're if you're declaring some things in your life, if, if you believe that God is going to turn some things around in your life in this coming year, and then as you feel so led and, and spurred by the Spirit that God is bringing change right now as we, as we sit in these services and say, man, I, that's something that I need to declare. I'm going to declare that I'm going to, I'm going to be a better husband to my wife. In 2017, I'm going to lead my family. In 2017, I'm going to be a better spouse. In 2017, I am going to be a better employer. I'm going to, I'm going to lead in my job or whatever. If those things are worth declaring, those things are worth writing down. You believe that? It's worth writing down. Last week, we all declared that we are followers of Christ. 
And we backed that up with some things that we decided that we'd do. First of all, we decided that we would make a decision that we're going all in, that, or, or we made a decision that we're not going back and forth. We decided that we would be followers of Christ. And the second thing we, we said that we were going to do is we were going all in. We were going to be baptized if we hadn't been baptized. We are blood-bought, baptized, big faith believers. And then lastly, we said that, that we were going to get busy. We were going to do the things that Christians do. We were going to read the Bible. We were going to pray. And we were going to live a Christian lifestyle. So if that be the case, then we need to write those things down. Now, I've been doing this for years through my prayer journal. But I got to thinking, you know what? I need to, I need to separate and create a, a separate page just for declarations in my life. Because these are things I speak and I pray out loud. But one of the things that on my Friday prayer that, that I pray about, I, I pray, on Friday I pray for my parents, and underneath that I pray for myself that I will be a better version of myself. And what that means is I, that, that I pray and I declare at the same time that, that I will become, I will grow in my speaking and my teaching. I, pray, I actually pray that I will become a better guitar player. It's not happening. It doesn't happen if you don't have time to play the guitar. But you can declare that all you want to. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But... There are things that I'm praying, and at the end of that, I have because I can do better. Now, here's what happens. During the week, a lot of things happen in our lives that distract us. Listen to Habakkuk, the second chapter and the second verse, written from a different translation called The Message. It says, write it down, on big block, write it down in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. Write it down, make it plain. So that you can read it while you're on your journey. In other words, life is a journey, right? We are always on the run. We're always on the go. But we need to always have our declarations with us. For, uh, let, me, let me explain this a little bit better. Life gets busy. And the enemy wants to put things in your path. So it's important to have a written version of your declarations. It says this. The vision or the message this is, this is the second chapter of Habakkuk. The vision or the message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. It points to where God is taking you. This is why we got to write it down. Because what happens is when you write, if you don't write things down, you can declare all you want. And I think that that is an important step. But when you don't write it down, things are happening. You're getting busy. You don't remember and I was telling you that I've declared some things and I write some things, I've written some things down. I look at it every week. I look at it every Friday. That's just one thing that I'm declaring in my life. And you want to hear what's crazy? Is that a lot of times when I get to that, I've forgotten about it. But every Friday, every Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning when I'm reading that, it's, it reminds me that I committed to myself and I committed some things to God and this is the written vision that God has, I believe, that God has for my life. you got to write these things down. The rest of the verse says this. And, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. You know, the Bible is a written declaration that no matter how bad things become in this life, what is coming is better than whatever we have experienced in this life. That's why it's important that we read the scripture. All you need to do right now in my, in my uh, study time, I'm going through the book of Revelation. I'm trying to hurry up and get it finished because I was, my deadline was December 31st. I'm not quite there yet. 
but I'm going to be preaching on the end times during the summer, so I'm trying to get some things settled. But you want to know what brings clarification and brings perspective of life? Read the book of Revelation. All of a sudden, you think, oh, yeah, the end of the world's coming. I need to to have a better attitude. The Bible is written declarations. It reminds us to keep an eternal perspective. That's why things are written. That's why we write it down. When you write things down, it keeps perspective. It reminds you of what you have declared. Even though it gets bad, even though it might not happen today, the things that you're declaring, the things that you're believing God for, it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. Hey, it might not happen this year, but it's coming. And when we write it down, it reminds us of a time that it reminds us that although it's not good today, it's going to be better because the faith that God has given me to believe and the words to say. Amen? So write it down. Lastly, if we are going to experience the best year that we've ever had, we've got to speak it out, we've got to write it out, and lastly, we've got to walk it out. Everybody say walk it out. See, that's going to be a problem. I'm all about writing it out, speaking it out, but actually doing what I said that I was going to do, that's a little bit different, you know? It's easy to talk about how you're going to start eating right. You know, after the holidays and you're full and you got that extra five pounds because of New Year's Eve and whatnot, you know, man, I'm going to start eating right. And then Monday rolls around, Friday night, the next Friday after the New Year's rolls around or whatever. I'm feeling pizza. You know what I'm saying? Actually, actually doing what you declared, that's a completely different thing. The first two we can do, we've got a grip on, but actually walking out what we've declared is a little bit more of a challenge. But that is the most important part. In Ephesians 2 and 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So here's... Here's the deal. It's all about getting to this moment that God in his infinite wisdom before you were ever born wrote your story and he had a plan for your life. He had an eternal destiny for your life. And in fact, he gave you and you were born with certain talents and abilities and that if you would be an overcomer and find your place with him, find a relationship with him, and tap into his church that God had things that he was going to do through your life that you could more than you could ever experience by yourself or, and without being connected to the church. So it's all about being right here. That God has a destiny, an incredible plan for your life that we have to discover. Well, if that be the case, why aren't we there? And why is it a constant struggle? Well, Galatians, the fifth chapter and the 16th verse It explains it, I believe. It says, the Apostle Paul says, but I say to you, walk by the Spirit. Everybody say walk. Walk Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Here's what happens. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. In other words, there is a side of you. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There's a side of you that wrestles against the spiritual side of you. There's a, a flesh side of you. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they oppose to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. So there is this this constant internal spiritual warfare that takes place in our lives that's pulling at you. And you're declaring things and you're believing God to do some things. But there's a flesh side of you that says, hey, forget about that. 
That's not you. You can't do that. You're wasting your time. And then you've got the enemy confronting you every single day of your life. There's, all, there's, there's already this internal warfare that's going on, and then there's this external warfare that you deal with every single day. Like today, we're all excited about what God is going to do in the new year. We're declaring it. We're writing these things down. You're, some of you are going to go out and buy a journal. We're all getting pumped up about what, you know, this is going to be the best year of our lives. Amen? Amen. This is going to be the best year of our lives. Amen? Amen. But tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> and there is a reality of a real world, and there's the reality of a spiritual war. And the things that you're trying to accomplish tomorrow morning, see, as long as you declare things, as long as you're speaking things, the enemy, he's not too worried about that. But when you start taking steps to make change, when you start making a difference, when your friends at work are seeing a difference in your life, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we got a siren going off over here. Fred over there, he's making a difference in people's lives. We need to attack him right now. Fred's, I don't know if there's not a Fred back there. I'm, Melton, that's a better name, right? Melton, there's no Meltons, okay? You know, it's, 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 he pays attention. He takes note to people that are making a difference. So that's why when, when you're trying to make the biggest difference, you're faced with the fiercest of attacks. You might declare that you're going to be a better employee and you're going to make a difference at your job. Well, understand that when you decide that you're going to do something like that, that tomorrow your boss is going to say something that's going to make you really, really upset. You're going to want to walk away saying he is such a jerk. Or somebody at your job is going to do something that's going to get under your skin. And you're going to want to talk bad about him. Know for certain that if you have issues with, with, with road rage and you're trying to, you've made a declaration that you're going to be more patient on the highway in Pottawatomie County roads. <laughs> that know for certain that somebody's going to be going down 45th Street, and instead of going 45 like they're supposed to be, actually, you should drive, everybody knows that you're supposed to drive five miles per hour above the speed limit, right? <laughs> but instead of going 45, they're going to be going 32 down 45th Street. And they've left their blinker on since they left their house. <laughs> and they're riding low and driving slow. And that's getting on your nerves because you got to be somewhere. Obviously, these people don't work for a living, right? We're always going somewhere, right? And they're going to drive really, 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 really slow. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a yellow light. And at the very last minute, they're going to gun it and get through the light. And you're going to be stopped at the red light. <laughs> that is one of the most inconsiderate things that anybody can do. You know who you are. Or you're trying to be a patient person, and somebody's going to honk at you. Everybody knows that in this county, that honking at people can be rude. It's just to, to lay on the horn. There's a difference in beep, beep, and re. You know what I'm saying? Somebody did that to me yesterday <laughs> for no reason. No reason whatsoever. We were in a parking lot, and I was, uh, uh, my son was pulling out, and I guess somebody was trying to pull out. I didn't know that somebody was waiting and I said, wait just a second. I grabbed something out of my truck, and I was running it over and putting it in his window. I said, hey, don't, don't, uh, don't forget this. Well, I didn't know he was blocking somebody in, so they just laid on the horn. I thought to myself, I wonder what he would do if I just took my hammer and just started going to town on his car right there. That was what I thought. I saw images of myself. And then I saw images of myself in handcuffs. Not being able to preach today. You know what I'm saying? 
That's one of the things that I had declared years ago that I was going to act differently. I was not going to lose my temper. Whatever you're declaring, whatever you're believing God for, I tell you what would really help thinking about dry is if I could just have a really, really big rubber bumper on the front of my car. You could just get everybody out of your way. <laughs> but whatever you're, whatever you're believing God for, whatever you're declaring in your life, just know that the enemy is going to make sure that that's going to be tested. So that's why you got to write it down. You got to speak it out, and also you've got to live it out because we wake up in a real world every single day where the enemy wants to test us. Listen, if he can distract you from what's, what God is trying to accomplish in your life, just like he did last year, some of us here have been declaring things for the last five years. And by the time February gets here, we've already forgotten about it because there's no way we've been distracted. It can't happen. So what happens is a year goes by and the things that you decided that you were going to do didn't happen. And you say, well, I, there's always next year. And then next year rolls around and, you, you know, you did it. Actually, you, got, you made it six weeks into the new year. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't a New Year thing. Maybe it was something that you decided because you needed to change in your life or your marriage. You decided that this was going to change. But after about 30 days, it falls apart. Let me tell you something. You got to just not speak it out. You got to write it out and you got to walk it out. Amen? Because what the enemy wants to do is if he can, if he can fight that at the very beginning, then a whole nother year will go by. And then the next thing we know, a whole decade has gone by and we haven't accomplished that. And we said that we were going to do it 10 years ago. So there are no shortcuts to this. It is a process. A lot of times we declare it, but we don't write it down. A lot of times we try to walk it out, but we don't declare it. And what happens a lot of times is we try to do it in our own will. But if you don't speak it out loud and write it down, there's no accountability. So when you fall off or if you fail somehow or another, what happens is there's no accountability. You didn't tell anybody. You didn't write it down. You didn't commit it to yourself. So it is a process. You speak it out, you write it out, and you walk it out. Listen to me. I want this to be the best year that you've ever had. I don't want this to be like the other years. I don't want you to have to look back a year from now and say, you know what, I didn't do it. I don't want you to look back at five or ten years ago and think about how that was the best of your life. I want this to be the best time of your life. And if that be the case, we've got to declare things. And if we're going to declare things, we've got to speak it out, write it out, and walk it out. Say that with me. Speak it out, write it out, walk. One more time. Speak it out, write it out. One more time. Speak it out, write it out. One more time. Speak it out, write it out, walk it out. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. And I believe that you're going to change some lives today. And I believe, God, that you're speaking to people even right now. That we must declare some things. If we're going to change our situation, we've got to do some specific things. And I believe, Lord, there are people that have the best intentions but haven't done the process. So I believe that you're confronting people today. And after today, Lord, you're going to change the lives of people. Maybe that's the case for us, that we've tried to do this on our own. But Lord, I'd like to agree with some people in prayer that this is going to be a different year and we're going to be committed to the process in Jesus. Right now, as you're praying, maybe God's speaking to you and you need to declare some things. And as I've 
spoke the last few minutes, maybe God has been dealing with you about this process. Maybe for you, that's the case. You've declared it, but you didn't write it down. Or you didn't follow through. Or maybe you've just been trying to change, but you haven't declared it. You haven't given accountability. What is the declarations that need to be made in your life? What is God saying to you right now? Maybe it's that I need to be a better spouse to my I need to be a better husband. I need to be a, be a better wife to my spouse. I need to be a better father. I need to make a difference in the life. I am a follower of Christ. What are the declarations that need to be made in your life right now? What can you write down? What can you speak out? What can you walk out? What are those things? As you begin to think about those things, I want to pray with you in agreement. If you're seated next to somebody you love, you feel comfortable, take them by the hand. The Bible talks about the importance of two or three in agreement. Let me pray with you. And as I pray and God brings to mind the things that you need to declare, just let me agree with you in prayer. Let's commit to that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for every person that is here, for every person, God, that you're dealing with. This series, Lord, is all about change. It's all about renewal. And I believe that there are people here, including me, that need to experience some change. And I think we've been going about it all the wrong way, and that has instigated this message for me. But I believe, Lord, that by these three steps that we can actually see a difference in our lives once and for all. As we begin to speak it out, as we begin to write it out, as we begin to walk it out, Lord. May we experience the blessing of life change. Lord, there are people that are going to, this season of their lives, they're going to turn things completely around. As we, with our words, begin to speak life into our relationships, life in, in, into our, our very dreams and life. Father, may we commit enough to speak it out. May we commit enough to write it down and go to it often. And Lord, as a result, may we live it out, walk it out, so we can experience the life that you've given us in this life and also in the life to come. In the name of Jesus, if you receive that prayer, say amen. I'd like for you to continue to bow your heads, and with nobody looking around, this is going to be a different kind of prayer. Maybe you're here, and you can say, Travis, I don't know Christ. He's not Lord and Savior of my life. We're talking, about, we're talking about declaration. We're talking about living a Christian lifestyle. But maybe you're seated here and you don't know God. He's not Lord and Savior of your life. Or maybe you can say, Travis, I walked away from God sometime in my life. And I feel like he's dealing with me right now to give my life to him. Maybe that's what's going on in your life. Whatever the case may be, if you're seated here and, and, and he's not Lord and Savior of my life, uh, Lord and Savior of your life, I would like to lead you in a prayer to come home. Now, as I said before, we don't have people walk the aisles. We don't have people stand. We're not going to single you out in any way. That's not what the scripture says. The scripture says to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So that's what we're going to do. We'll all pray together. But just for my sake, just so I know that there are people here that are serious about this, I just want to know between you, me, and God, if you can say, Travis, I'm not right with God. 
And today I want to dedicate my life to Christ. Whatever your story is, maybe you're here and you say, I, I don't even know, but I want to know for sure. Whatever God is saying to you, if you can sense that God is speaking to you to come home, to rededicate your life, to make a first-time commitment, whatever that may be, if that's you, I just want to see your hand. Very quickly, just slip your hand up and put it down. I see your hand there, there, there in the middle. I see your hand over here. I see your hand in the center here. I see your hand on the left. You can put it down. Anybody else? Anybody else? We had a lot of hands go up at once. I just don't want to miss anybody, but... Even if I didn't see your hand, God saw your hand, and more importantly, God saw your heart. If you did not lift your hand, you're thinking about it, I'm going to ask one more time, and then we're going to pray. Can anybody, I see your hand right there. You can put it down. Anybody else? I see your hand over there on the right. You can put it down. All right, we're going to pray. And as we pray, if you, if you lifted your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And today is the day that you're going to come home. Today's the day that you're going to make things right. Today's the day that you declare that you are a follower of Christ. We're all going to pray together now. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I am before you today. I give you my life. Jesus, be Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, I confess that you are Lord and Savior of my life. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys, let's celebrate.